everybody, and welcome back to another episode of one of the one of these years, live from the uh, infirmary studio here, here in Ann Arbor. Uh, I am, of course, Nick Brown, along with Colton Pouncey. Uh, Colton, I still have two arms, ladies and gentlemen, for everyone who's been following along. <laughs> I yeah. hope everyone's well. Colton and I are both back from the uh, combine. I am, of course, healthy. Thank you for all the uh, uh, well wishes after my scooter accident. Colton, how are you doing after your first full combine experience? Oh, I'm good. Better you than know, I am, I'm sure. I was going to say, like, I'm more <laughs> concerned about you. Like, I'm, I'm hanging in there, but, like, how are you doing? Man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So I'll, I, uh, you asked me the story before. I told you a little bit. I just told you it before, actually, but I can tell the people. Yeah. So to catch them up on what happened here. Uh, so I want to say it was like a year or so ago, maybe last season, we did uh, a Chris Burke, uh, former, you know, current co-tri-host of the show. Uh, who's not here with us today? Chris, myself, uh, Justin Rogers, of the Detroit News, and Ben Raven of uh, M Life, uh, my former employer. Um, we did a USFL <laughs> fantasy draft, and uh, winner was like gonna buy win. Yeah, right. And, and winner was gonna buy lunch, or lo- loser had to buy lunch. That's what it was. Last place had to buy lunch. Yeah, for everybody yeah. else. And I <clears throat> and I got last place because I always get last place in fantasy football. Like this is another reason. Another sign, never play, stop playing fantasy football. Uh, so I got <clears throat> last place, you know, and uh, my job changed at that. I was around the Lions a lot more then. And my job changed right around the time I got last place. And I just hadn't had the times I keep going out to Lions, I would always forget. And Justin would be like, what the hell? And I would never be there. And he'd be like, my God, this is like approaching like record levels of bets. So anyway, we were at the Combine. I saw him on Tuesday. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. This is like, it, I, you know, he actually brought it up. And he was like, here we go. And I don't know if He's you've persistent. watched Seinfeld. I, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched Seinfeld, Colton. But for the older people out there, it was a, it was a, uh, a Banya or Banya, Seinfeld paying off the bets or whatever. Like, this is the, this is the meal. Justin was ready, right? And he is persistent, mm-hmm. right? So he was yeah. ready. And um, <laughs> so I said, okay, so Chris is here too. Everybody's here. Ben was there. So like next the next day Wednesday I was like I'm gonna we'll get lunch we'll do something I was like we'll either go out to get lunch or you know my treat or I'll bring something in because everybody's yeah. busy and then so it happened the next day uh, everybody was busy Justin was busy um, actually I think his phone was broken and he wasn't getting texts yeah, he, he was having for some like, issues for <laughs> for several days like terrible timing at the combine yeah the well, whole combine's always a disaster Dane had like a bunch of voice problems for like a half the oh, week no. I think he recovered. <laughs> I talked. He, I talked to him yesterday. He was fine. He said, "Well, yeah, I could hear it in his voice." It's always a mess, right? It's a long week. But anyway, yeah. um, he was busy on Wednesday, so he's like, oh, "Let's go. Get, I'll go get sandwiches." So I was going to go to Shapiro's, which is a great sandwich place in Indy. I don't know if you if mm-hmm. you made it there during your week, but the next time you're there, shout heard, out to yeah. Shapiro's. Great place. Yeah. So I was going to go down there and get everybody Shapiro's. Come back, um, and I, you know, I walk out the door. And I see one of those scooters, the Lime scooters. And I've ridden these Tempting. things before. Yep. Right? I've ridden them before. I rode one that morning. I rode one the night before. I uh, At home here in Ann Arbor, they're everywhere. Uh, I have a, I was telling you before, I have a moped that goes like 50 plus miles an hour that yeah. I can ride no-handed, Colton. Like, I know what I'm doing yeah. on these things. And Maybe I got on one. Maybe sense of security. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I have a Razor scooter, too, that I ride with the kids. Um, yeah. never again, never again on any of this. So anyway, I get on one and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm riding along down whatever that road is past the stadium. 
Um, and I think it was either right past the stadium or maybe even like in the stadium parking lot. And like something mm-hmm. just caught my attention and my left hand just sort of like went right off the handle. I took it off for like a half second and the whole thing just went. And my left hand caught me like oh. I'm falling off a bike, like I was falling off a bicycle, right? Or something like that. Yeah. And my left hand yeah. caught, me, caught my fall. And I wasn't even really going that fast. And all things considered, it really wasn't that bad. Broken wrist, though. Yeah, I'm in the uh, I'm in the cast here for a little bit. We're okay. The folks, at, the folks, at, the folks at the folks at Indiana right? Medical Center. I did. I had outpatient on uh, Thursday. My wife came down. Yeah. She continues to put up with me. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but she came down and saved my life, and then uh, she took me over. Chris, of course, took me to the hospital that day. So Chris yes. is just uh, amazing, above and beyond for Chris. I walked past him um, outside of the media room, and it was like Nick just fucking shattered his wrist, and I was like, "Oh God, what happened?" At first, so, we thought it was like, well, at first maybe it'll be okay. Like I took it in, and they were like, eh, "Maybe we'll, maybe we'll be okay." <laughs> And then it just progressively just kept, no, no, yeah. you're going to probably need to have surgery. So, any, you know, I did. I, I The wrists, uh, it'll be okay. Uh, things are on the mend. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt that bad anymore. It's kind of annoying more than anything because we're now several days here post-op. <laughs> so, everything's fine. Yeah. We're on the mend. I so, have uh, found out I can do a lot more. It's the left hand, too. So, I'm right-handed. Okay. Thank God. That's good. I can, I can get a lot uh, more done than I realized uh, with the right hand. Had a lot of people, a lot of our colleagues, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Lions people saying, like, is Nick okay? Like, is he going to come back? I was like, I wouldn't expect it. And also some people saying it. they weren't going to hop on scooters anymore in Indy. Like, you know, I got to tell you, back. I wouldn't. I got to tell you, I wouldn't if I were you. Uh, it's a PSA. <laughs> Unless you're like, if you're like a skateboarder, if you're like a real, like good, yeah. right? Like, I used to skate. Not skateboard, but like hockey, like I, you know, rollerblade, ice skate. I used to be a, be pretty okay at that sort of thing. Yeah. So on those sort of things, I've always felt okay. You know, like that. Like I could. The first time I went skiing, I was okay by the end of the first day. You know, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. This is a different deal because <laughs> so you're going I, I live, too fast, and it's like you're yeah. not really always in control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So I, I live downtown, and like. Probably four games in, maybe, no, maybe like three games in, uh, three yeah. games in the season. I was tired of waiting in, in traffic on Sundays. Oh um, yeah, brutal so I was man. Like you know what? I'm just, gonna, I'm just. just you got to leave super early if yeah. The yeah. Lions games. There, I live like I don't know, six minute drive from the stadium. And right. I was like, You're I'm right sitting down there. In traffic That's right. For like thirty plus minutes this is insane. So mm-hmm. I just started scootering. I'm like, there's a scooter like down <laughs> the street from me. I just hop on one of those. It takes me like ten minutes to get there. Yeah. Um, I just park it somewhere. So. Might have to rethink that now. Um, I know, right? But we'll take one <laughs> we'll of those see. bikes instead. Do they have those yeah, out there? They have those down there, right? Those like electric bikes. There are a couple near me. Yeah, I look by those. those river I would advise for that instead. And maybe Indianapolis can get those for the combine next year. I, I would, well, my wife's not going to let me do that. Uh, I'll walk. I'll be walking, ladies and gentlemen. Don't yeah, worry yeah. if anyone hears this. In any yeah. event, uh, I was home. The good news out of this whole thing was I got to see all the workouts as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was either gonna go home and watch them so I didn't miss any, or we got to, you could have been in the stadium this year. Uh, but in any event, I got to be home. I watched them all, so I saw everything. The ones, the stuff I didn't see though, uh, was the Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell um, avails. You were there for all that. We're gonna talk about that here in a second. We'll talk about some of our favorites from the combine uh, in the second half of the show. But I did want to catch up. This was the first time we have seen. 
I think uh, Holmes and Campbell in a good month and a half here, but about a month, right? Six weeks, somewhere in there. Not a yeah, ton is not a ton has happened, sure. but um, they have of course studied the draft. They've started their prospect and off season work, and so yeah, I, I was going to sort of come in and bl- a little blind here, ask you to sort of bullet point me. We'll start with the uh, Holmes first. Your takeaways, uh, sort of on. Uh, Maybe what he was asked, what he talked about most, and sort of how you thought he sort of handled things. It's always interesting to listen to Brad Holmes, I think, because he's a poker player, and it's sometimes he's really yeah. he's good, and sometimes he's like overprotective. But in any way, go ahead. What 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 was your takeaway? <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, some house cleaning things, like he said that they had been in discussions with Jamal Williams, and yeah, um, trying to get trying to bring him back to the mix, which is not a surprise. Um, they love the dude. You could probably mm-hmm. have him on a cheap deal. That's not going to break the bank. So, and he's productive in his role. So, I think that's always nice when you see those guys trying to get rewarded. And it seems like Holmes right. is trying to set that up for him. So, I would. It seems like it's trending in that direction. Like Jamal's been on like everything, like every show. Good Morning Football. <laughs> I've like, seen that. I've seen that. I think he was on First Take and just talking about how he wants to come back to the Lions. Talking about twenty twenty three already. So. At this point, it'd be kind of kind of weird if he just doesn't come back. But you he know, has to I guess be. you never know what he happens. Has to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he was talked. He was asked about uh, needs versus best player available, which I thought was interesting because when you're talking about their needs, it's obviously the cornerback position, um, and you're kind mm-hmm. of wondering. Like, I think for a while there it was like, are we just giving them like Gonzalez or Witherspoon just because of right. the need, or is are those guys like really you know players that you would be comfortable taking in that range? Um, so I think Gonzalez actually like, you know, we'll talk about him later, I'm sure, but right. with this combine, I think kind of solidified himself as a top 10 pick. Um, and so I think when you're talking about those conversations, it's still going to be something that we can talk about in the future. Like, is there Tyree Wilson? Is he like the best player available? It's not mm-hmm. really a need, but, uh, if he's there at six, is he a guy you take? So yeah, I'm just kind of weighed that and basically said like, we're going to look at everything, but also we don't want to like hamstring ourselves to just one position. So I thought that was interesting. Right. And then, like the quarterback, like that that whole conversation, um, they were really You're not going to shake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it seems like they do want to address that position in some form or fashion. <sighs> like whether it's a backup for golf as you're entering a year where you expect to make the playoffs. Yeah, you probably can't have like a Blauer Boyle type behind him. <laughs> right, you're like this. So I think he understands. Like, you know, I think he even said we can't get in a position where we were like at the end of preseason last year where. We're kind of like scrambling for some backup help. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in that position anymore, which is, you know, I thought that was uh, pretty cool of him to admit. You know, a lot of GMs like won't even go there. And 100%. The right. So yeah. That's a little different. Um, but he also didn't, you know, rule out a young quarterback at six. And, you know, he's asked directly about taking one in the first round and said, you know, we'll look at everything basically. So I, I don't know. Campbell was kind of laying on a little thicker. <laughs> he did what like did he say? CBS. Uh, he said, look, golf's not going to be here forever, man. Like, you know, oh. 10 years down the road, you never know. Um, so he was kind of laid it on a little bit. And, I, you know, we've talked about him. He's like a bad liar. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, he is. Well, and this is um, the time of year that he has to lie, too. So there is some smokescreen stuff. Like, uh-huh. I know some, I kind of go back and forth at the same time. Like, I could also see that him. I, I could also see him just being uncomfortable talking about that uh-huh. and being uh-huh. asked about it. Yeah, because um, he yeah, was asked yeah, yeah. directly about a first round quarterback, and 
You know, he he likes golf, but he understands maybe they are going to look at a quarterback. So I can see both sides of it, whether it's right. screen or not. So that's the tough part, and we're trying to decipher all that. And that's just off-season chatter. But, yeah, some pretty interesting uh, tidbits there. Yeah, so let's just talk about that whole thing right there because that's actually a really good thing. And I talked a little bit about on Twitter that I was getting frustrated during the combine uh, that so many people were getting, like, over-the-top – Lions fans were getting over-the-top, like, shut up about Anthony Richardson because – I think they were like thinking that every time somebody tweeted about him, it meant the Lions have to draft him, which of course is not the case. Not the case, no. right? He I had a good, like he, he had a great combine, combine completely <laughs> apart from the Lions and their situation and everything else. But yeah. like people were have been frustrated about that since January. We've talked about that, the reasons why, right? Jared Goff, and I found it interesting when someone asked Brad Holmes about. The concept of a luxury pick. Are you in position to take a luxury pick? And he was kind of like, All right, are we in position to take a luxury pick? You know, and mm-hmm. I think you could take that a few different ways. Like, um, are there, is the work all the way done? And then also kind of like, maybe they like Jared Goff a lot. Maybe they like him for, you know, like Dan Campbell's not wrong. He's not going to be here forever, but that clock doesn't have to start this year. It can start next year or the year after too, right? So, um, I think they're trying to obviously keep all sort of hands on deck and keep all options open, and that's exactly what you want them to do. And I think they're doing a good job of that. Now, the Richardson thing is is almost like a separate conversation because people just don't seem to want to understand what's happening here um, or what he is and what he isn't. And... Uh, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, I would say, yeah. at the end of the day. But, like, if you've watched everything about this kid play and then you watch him test, like we've talked about the entire time, uh, it's a pretty obvious situation here. I don't care what you want to call him or compare him to or whatever. He has the highest physical ceiling of any player on the board. However, in the in the quarterback room, and I should say, uh, he has the most work to do of any player in that same exact situation. And the Lions happen to be one of, I would say, like three or maybe four teams that would, would in theory, be a perfect fit for him. Doesn't mean they would do it. However, it does mean they're going to explore it. Every part of it, as they should. And it also means that they're going to let you think that maybe they will do it because, like, they want to trade it too, right? If If possible. And so... That's that's where it is. I, I think that if you're a true observer of football and where it's going, then you can't watch Anthony Richardson and think in two years with a really good coach and a really good system and a good quarterbacks coach, <laughs> the sky's the limit. Like, I mean, this guy is the limit. He has to do his part and he has a lot of stuff that he has to work on. But I'm really getting sick and tired of hearing people put everything about a player's college season in any point in his college career as such a big, like, I don't care what the Levis too. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Levis's team wasn't good. The offense was bad. It was poorly managed. Like they were a mess. The sideline was all over the place. He had a bad foot injury. Team sucked. Team sucked. Like Florida team sucked. Wasn't good. (laughs) Like he was, you know what I mean? Like, and a lot of yeah. the hate that we get on some of this, it's not necessarily just Lions fans. It's uh, fans of those college teams that are well, a little everyone like hates them. Well, this is hates Richardson, right? So I get, I get, the, I get that the curiosity. I get the you know, um, you know, tell me why he's different than 
I would, you know, Trey Lance, I guess. But like, even we don't even know about him yet. Like, you haven't even seen him. So yeah, look, people like to bring up Malik Willis, and like, it's not even the same conversation. Not it's even a totally the same. different body type, a totally different player, a totally different everything. Malik and was running like a high school offense against like, like fear competition. Right, great like, example. Playing in the SEC, <laughs> and I was talking to um, Andy Staples at the combine about this and Andy was a convert. I got him con- converted on Richardson before it was all over. He started off the week like, I know. very low on him. Like, by the time I by the time I broke my wrist, Andy was I think converted. <laughs> we we talked about it. I think actually not not, not that long before. Um yeah. a few times in fact, but it was the same sort of thing and he was kind of like next year it'll be Joe Milton. And I was like, you know, I don't know because Joe's like 25 or 26, Richardson's 21. Yeah. He I didn't get that. Retro he started. He started and had a good year. I mean, it did. It wasn't a bad year. He did not have a bad season at Florida, right? Individually, um, right. he had a productive year. He started. You know, I, this is actually more tape than we had on Trey Lance. There's, you know, so yeah. I understand that there's hesitation, you know, and the curiosity, but I'm just saying, you know. Some of the bullshit needs to stop because, like, I don't that needs to yeah. stop. Good. I I don't understand why talking about him and his fit with the Lions has to be like this gets people big, nervous. Like, fire starter. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's a good thing. You're in a good spot. Like, I don't think that's yeah. People I know. realize that what we're saying when we're saying this, we're saying the Lions are at a point where they are so like structured and they have like a great position in place. For a young quarterback like Richardson, they have an outstanding offensive line. They have mm-hmm. some really intriguing receivers. Amon St. Brown is a pro bowler, one of the best receivers in football right now. Jameson Williams yeah. can be in that same conversation if he de- develops over time. Yeah. Um, you have a run game that's solid and productive that you can rely on. Um, and then you have an offensive coordinator like Ben Johnson and a head coach like Dan Campbell that understand passing concepts and how to develop young quarterbacks. And they've been around yeah. young quarterbacks. So, like, when we have this conversation, when we talk about why the Lions are such a great fit, I really don't understand why people are angry at that. Like, the fact that you can just drop a young quarterback in there, let him sit for a year, and you potentially have this, like, really good football player that you can try to win with for the next 10, 15 years. I don't understand why that's such a fire starter in, in terms of conversations. But that's where we are. Um, yeah. And we're not saying they have to do it, but <laughs> – Take like they weren't taking a look at Anthony Richardson, I would be concerned. And like there have oh, been yeah. kind of things that Brad Holmes has done that have been concerning to me. If they were just like, nope, we're not. If taking they're a look dismissive at all. We're not, of we're not it, even yeah. Exploring this option, right? That would be, be like, stupid. all right, what are you guys doing over there? What are you guys yeah. doing? Come on, that's just dumb. Real. Yeah, like it's so, just talk. I mean, at this point, no one cares what you say, right? Like, I mean, at the end, like. No. No one went back with the receipts the year that people thought that Mac Jones was going three to the 49ers, okay? Like, people didn't, even though <laughs> right. Kyle Shanahan tried. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it. and But I also say, like, at the same time with this whole thing, and this is going to be a lot of the conversation with the Lions before all the way up to the end of the draft here, maybe they're not ready for that yet. You know, that that whole get the young guy in here and let him sit for Maybe they're not ready yet, and that is very – possible that's and cool. that, that they, may be not, the answer that they come to right yeah, that they yeah that after they've explored the situation and said and jared goff is part of that equation where they say we're not ready for it yet because we think that you know a we think jared has it could be that it could be we think jared has like 
two or three more years left of peak football, you know, whatever that is. And maybe we'd want to do that next year or the year after that. Maybe that's what you'd want to try that. Right. Um, you know, you can't make those convert, you can't make those decisions with that whole, what if he has a bad year next year then? Well, okay, well that's, is what it is. Then you figure it out then, but like, you can't make that, you know what I'm saying? It's a hard thing. It's a hard equation to sort of land on but everybody has to sort of be involved with it but also the future of the quarterback market also has to be involved with it too there's not another Anthony Richardson coming out I don't think in the next year or so I don't see one that's exactly like him because he's kind of a freak is a freak however there's a lot of good ones coming out and like if you wanted to do some things next year we I stood there and rattled off like four or five with somebody last week, you know, of, of the guys next year, including JJ McCarthy here in uh, at Michigan. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys and like that is going to be something they explore at some point. And it's probably going to have to be a player like that, like Richardson, a guy like the Mahomes plan is a good plan. Brad Holmes said that to us before the combine. He yep. said that to us in December, or January, admitted it. Yep. Of course it's a good plan. Jared Goff is Alex Smith. He's going to be Alex Smith for a young guy. I just he is like that's how this is going to go. You, you know when I don't know, and that is the is the big new question I think at quarterback for the Lions. I think that's sort of what we've discovered post combine here, right? Like when are they going to make that next step with Goff in mind and involved? Would you agree with that? Is that somewhere in line with yeah how we're at? Yeah, I guess my whole thing on the golf situation, I've said this in season and I said it after the season. It's like, you know, to some extent, I think he's kind of earned the right to see where he can take this team. Absolutely. Um, yeah. This locker room rallies around him. Like, it seems like they like him. Cool dude in there. They, they've mm-hmm. kind of grown on him and everything like that. And we've seen him go from the rough 21 season to where he finished this past season. Now he's a pro bowler and people are feeling good. And I get all that. But um, I don't know. I guess at the same time, it's like, you see these contracts around the league and it's like two years from now, I think is when his contract is up. Do you want to pay him like whatever, 40 plus million at that point? Um, we'll see what the market is. Yeah. 30 year old golf making 40 plus million, taking up so much of the cap and maybe hamstringing you in other ways when you have all these other guys that are going to have to get paid as well. You know, if you, if you have B. John Robinson, maybe it'll be no big deal. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like the lines need to determine that. Um, and thank you for bringing him up. Yeah. The Lions need to determine, like, are we building around golf or not? If you are, draft a guy like Bijan at 18. Give Damn him right. all the best possible weapons to succeed. Load it up. Team. Make him a pro bowler Load every year, bud. Yeah. You get Bijan, yeah. you draft some defense, you give him some help on that side of the ball. He's already got J-Mo, like, waiting in the wings. Like, he, yep. he's ready to go at that point. I know. And then you say, okay, we'll, maybe we'll make a playoff run. We'll see what happens this year. Then you decide to pay him and be like, golf's our guy, like, officially. Because they, they, they say that, but... They can yeah. get out of him at any point. So, like, officially, yeah. you would back it up with money and a contract extension. And that's, like, maybe a discussion a year from now. What they just give now. Gino, Seattle? What did he just get? Three for 60 oh, or something well, like that? his contract's, like, kind of front-loaded, so they can still... Yeah, that's what they'll do for golf. This year. That's what you do yeah. for him. You, that's that's what you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. you, you give him the short whatever in three years um, or two years, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And maybe that's what they do. And I think that that's why, you know, the longer that the last week went on, the more uh, Seattle made sense for Richardson to me. And the yeah. more it makes sense that someone's going to have to trade up 
if Carolina wants him, they also make a lot of sense for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of those places make more sense for him than Detroit does, um, frankly. Because you think they, so? I do, because I think Gino is, he's older, I think, than Goff, correct? By a little he bit? Is. Yeah. yeah. So he's older than Goff by like a year or two or something. And that's the only he's reason. He's probably more Alex Smith than. Golf. Yeah, I think probably like so. Younger and still has uh, golf is a younger version of Alex Smith and probably has more in the tank. But I think when I say that, I, I don't mean to say that as a bad thing at all. Right. I think right. Alex Smith, before he had the really bad injury there um, and all the circumstances, like could have really stabilized and been a really steady dude for a good football team for a long time. And like if you built a good team – and you have a steady hand running it, like, man, you're going to be really friggin' tough to beat. And that's what, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you have with those guys like Geno Smith and Goff. Like, and Geno is the great example, and he just got the deal, and it's a weirdish deal that we're not used to seeing, but I think you'll see some other people get this uh, in time. Uh, and Goff's will probably be similar because they're not what we would consider to be like the 12 year option or whatever. Like, you're not going to sign them and hope they're there for a decade. But like you'd you'd be okay if he's there for six years, you know, or five years, whatever, right? Like you'd be cool with that. Yep. And then you'd be cool, and you'd really be cool if he helped your next guy. I think. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that. Imagine Geno Smith with Richardson, right? Like imagine they draft Richard. You know, I've had the Seahawks people tell me this for months, but like they they draft Richardson, Geno. Uh, what's he got? Two years left. You avoid the third. Anthony sits this year. Next year. He gets more involved. It's still Gino's team. Third year, we'll see what happens. You know, and I think that that you know, yeah. like that's that's not a terrible idea. Like that's that's a good idea. That's a really good. Well, what you just described, you know, they, so. they can do that with golf right now. With what you just, they could, but golf's not there that. yet, right? And I think that that's why people are like, golf's not quite at the. You only got three left, and I think that's the argument. He's got two years, and what I'm saying is. You I know, mean, as a player in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got, I got that. Um, for the Lions, though, like, like I said earlier, if you want to extend, if you see that in your future, then you maybe hold off on a quarterback and you get some other pieces around him. Yeah. But if you determine, like, maybe this offseason, like, we don't think he's our guy, like, long term. Does does it not make sense to draft him now and just sit him in yeah. like, two years? And if if that's what you determine, correct. Maybe Correct. if he's ready in a year, you can move on. Like, and, and that'll again, be not like golf yeah. disrespect, but it's, it's no. part of the conversation. Until and it is, it, and it's, it is. that'll be the choice that they have to make. And it's it's almost like it's almost regardless of Anthony Richardson. The, the hate on this is mis being misdirected. The situation yeah. is what it is. You know, they were going to have to look at a quarterback at some point. Like, and we were never going to not talk about it. <laughs> it's just They're like talking about it now. Like, not being right. On and <laughs> I promise you, last year they looked at. I know they did, and there were some people in the Lions' room that thought, "Give me one of these guys, and we'll figure it out." And there were many that were like, "None of these guys are worth investing in," and they didn't invest in right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's. A conversation that happens every year, I promise you. It, it will again, and it, you know it will again next year and year after that, because that's what you do, and that's football, that's the business side of it, and it's not. You can have that conversation while caring about Jared Goff, the person, and the yeah. Lions show that to him every single day. And as a player, I think that's all you can ask for. And if you're asking for more than that in today's game, you know, frankly, I'm not sure that that's fair either. Like if they show you that they care about you and they show you they take care of you, and you know he's he's paid. 
over my, over what we we all thought he probably w- should have been worth when he was still got here. All that yeah. uh, they support him publicly all the time. They have tried to make it as comfortable for him as possible. You know, blah 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 blah. There's nothing that Jared Goff could say right now about anything the Lions have done that blo- it's like even remotely close to blindsiding, right, or something like that. Right. So you treat people like that, and then when the time comes for the hard discussion of like we have to start the exit plan here, they're much more capable to, of having it. You don't have to Belichick them. You don't have to just like, oh shit, you know. As as we're having the team parade, you're cut or whatever the story is on some of those guys, right? Like, and yeah. I think that that's the faith you can maybe start to hope to have in Campbell and Holmes, right? I think that's maybe the difference that people are maybe failing to see a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And again, like, I want to reiterate because I feel like you've, there have been times this off season where I've written a line like Jared Goff is a very capable starting quarterback that can take this team to the playoffs. Absolutely. And somehow that has like offended people. Why it's is like, that a I, problem? <laughs> because I'm not calling him like elite. He's not Mahomes. Like, oh shit. Well, God. He's not, yeah. And I'm saying that and they're just like, I don't know. People get on me for that. I'm they do like, get mad about that. And I've got, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. And yeah, they get mad about that. They get mad about quarterbacks, Colton. They always do. And I said this, uh, on the athletic football show with, with Robert Mays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it can be as simple as people want to rally around golf because of what he's been through. Yeah, um, they saw how he was treated in L.A. Came here, okay. had a rough, yeah. rough. You know, remember the offseason talk like before the. Oh season my god! I was actually trying to think the other day. There was a comic strip, like an NFL Bleacher Report, <laughs> did like a funny. Oh, ha, like a weekly, like haha, funny Good thing Iron on the Heights, week. whatever they do. Yes, yeah. and they made. Oh yeah. my god! And they did one. And it had Stafford like on a beach surfing, and then Goff was like in an ice cage with like a lion, oh, and like oh, and he was, it was actually hilarious. But like that's that is the yes the anyway, disrespect before the season was, like, right. and it was, and it was, you know, you had to wonder like what is this guy going to do with the second chapter of his career? What is he going to make of right. it? And like he went out Three there words, and yeah. for for the majority of the season, balled out, did what he had to do. Like the reason why they were losing those games, it was not Goff's fault. Um, the turnovers midseason were a problem, but then he fixed that. He saw a problem and he fixed it. And he like 324 pass attempts without interception to end the season. That's like the fifth longest streak in, the, in NFL history. So yeah. credit to him for turning things yeah. around. Um, but at the same time, like I think we have to have a conversation and say he's still not like a top five. Like yep. there are people arguing in the comment section every day that golf is a top five quarterback and he's, he's not, not a top five quarterback. And, and that's not been... a bad thing. Cause there are a lot and... of quarterbacks in this league, right? He's not a top five quarterback and we have advanced beyond. Like I just said, if you're taking care of your players, we we've advanced beyond the, you don't, you don't ever mess with the quarterback. No, because there's one elite man. It's Patrick Mahomes and there's one elite yeah. B and it's, it's burrow and everybody else after Allen, maybe, Everything else after that is just conversation. So unless you're one of those guys and they're not, doesn't matter. Like you got to have a team. You can still win a Super yeah. Bowl. Eagles were a couple plays away, and Jalen Hurts is not yeah. Patrick Mahomes. He's a really good quarterback. He's going to be a really good quarterback for a long time as long as he's on a good team. Yeah, and I I do think a lot of the conversation is roster construction. Um, yeah, because a lot of are you a lot of quarterbacks? Yes, yes, hundred percent. And a lot of teams around the league are dealing with this thing. That's why Derek Carr got cut. That's mm-hmm. why some of these other teams are trying to have to gonna have this conversation, whether it's now or in the future. You know, can we win with this guy when he's taken up like, you know, fifteen percent of our cap, however yeah. much percent of our cap? 
Um, so it's almost more about that than it is, is golf good enough? Because right. sure, if he is Mahomes, you don't, you, you have no problem paying him even 20% of the cap, whatever it is. 100%. You know? Yep. There's but he's only so many of those guys, right? There's only yep. so many. So that's more Great than, point. and I, I don't know if I've articulated that well enough. So that's to me is like the bigger conversation. And that's something that, yeah, it really is. It's a great point. When mm-hmm. his contract is up in two years, because it's not, mm-hmm. we're not anti golf. Golf is a good quarterback. We think that they can win with him. Yeah. A Super Bowl, that's another question, but get to the playoffs, absolutely. Um, that's why people bring up the Chiefs thing. Alex, Alex Smith led the Chiefs to the playoffs for, I think, three years before Mahomes was drafted. Yeah. The Lions aren't really at that point, so maybe they can nope. get to that point where they make the playoffs, and then maybe they give Goff like a Geno-type deal, and then they figure that out down the road, maybe a couple years from now. But I like in that. the meantime... In the meantime, like it's going to be a conversation until we kind of figure out like how they treat right. about this guy. So that's right, and that's it will be for the rest of the month. I think that's well said, uh, and I think that'll be something we talk about. I'm sure again before it's all said and done. Uh, but Richardson did have a good week. Lions got there to see it all, and they were there in person to see a bunch of them too. But in any event, we're gonna we'll take a quick <laughs> break here. Colton, and then we'll come back on the other side and talk about uh, maybe some of our favorite players uh, there and some of the fits maybe that we found most interesting uh, for the Lions. So stay tuned. Be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of one of these years post-combine edition. Uh, Colton, you were there for the whole week or were you there to the weekend? Did you go in the stadium? Did you get in there at all? No. Friday, yeah. Next year we gotta time this different. Like they keep changing the schedules, and this year, in order to get, you can get in now, but you had to go for the whole damn week, and there were some <laughs> people that did it. And uh, I don't know if it paid off or not. I don't know where they made them sit. That's where I was interested to see. Like, would it be worth yeah. it to watch it at home? But in any event, a lot of guys, of course, with freaky times and freaky everything, as we see every single year at this event, even more <laughs> than we do. <laughs> I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but just like I, a lot of guys worked out. There was more guys. I worried that we'd see less. There's not as many guys doing agilities as I would like to see, but a lot of guys ran. A lot of guys that needed to run did exactly that. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit first about these corners because I think that's a good uh, conversation to start with uh, for the Lions, whether it be at 6 or 18 or, you know, deeper in the draft too. Like I, every time I've looked at the draft for the lions, I think it's, I've either looked at a double corner situation or something like that, double secondary, whatever it is in some scenario, uh, the whole time. So, um, your thoughts on the corners, Gonzalez obviously tested through the roof there, uh, which is no surprise, but sort of what, where were you at heading in and did anything change for you? Head note. Yeah. I think I wrote that. I wanted to see if anyone would kind of separate from the pack among that cornerback position. Hmm. Um, and the guy I was looking at was Gonzalez just because we know that he's like an athletic freak was going to test among the best in the group. And he, I think, I think he had the highest, uh, relative athletic score among the cornerback position. So that's not, yeah, not a huge surprise, but still nice to see. He looked really fluid. I was watching him like do the backpedal drills and I'm just like, yep, I see oh, it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's yep. like you're watching and you're just like, this, this kid has everything that you look for in a corner, except mm-hmm. for maybe, and I don't know, like, I feel like we've gone back and forth on this, but like. We always talk about, is he an AG guy? Does he have that, like... And, and AG told us at the Combine, um, you know, we sat down with the coordinators for a little bit. The Lions were mm-hmm. um, gracious enough to let us do that. That was really cool of them. Yeah. Um, so, we had lunch with AG and, and Ben Johnson and those guys. And someone asked AG, like, what do you look for in a cornerback? And he said, 
the first thing I look for is personality. And I can tell that right. in these interviews, when they walk in the room, the way they shake my hand, the way they talk, the way they like, you know, engage with us. Like that's what he puts a lot of stock into, a lot of emphasis in. Um, so I don't really know much about Gonzalez personality wise. I would say like, or even like, you know, we've seen this play style. Uh, he's got everything you look for, but a guy like Witherspoon is like, there's a reason why right. you know, we, we were looking at him as maybe a pick for the Lions and, you know, uh, Joey Porter Jr. as well. Like those guys are physical. They're football players. Like they look like they kind of know the position. Yeah. Um, so I, sometimes I wonder if we're like just overthinking it with Gonzalez because he's, again, he's got everything you look for basically. And like if you're building and designing a cornerback, it's probably him. Well, I don't um, think that we're overthinking it though. Because okay. if we have questions about it, if we have questions about his, you know, person, they are too. They're going to have it because we do not have questions about his person. We do not have questions about Porter's personality on the field or Witherspoon's. Do we? We do not. They make it very clear when you watch them play, right? Like, yeah, there's no question with Gonzalez. There's question. And I think that I don't think we make too much of that now for the lion, for Glenn, for him. We don't make too much yeah. of that. And that's going to be, I don't know. I have gone back and forth, and I, I'm in the same spot, uh, stuck in the middle, and it could be a fight for them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I might be overblowing that, that at the end of the day, maybe Glenn is like, whatever, it's your team. You know, guys, I'll, do what, I, I'll coach any of them. I don't give a <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. Uh, and that may be what we end up seeing, but, like, um, yeah. Because I, the more you watch of him, yeah, he's a good press corner doesn't do anything that's wrong. Um, but like how many times was he really tested? How many times was he really put in a spot where it was really bad? You know, and I, I go back and I, Okuda has made everybody, myself included, really think twice about corners hard about the top ones because, and especially and sauce Gardner, I think confirmed it because they have to be fucking like tenacious people. They just do. They can't be, uh, blimp or second guessing or like, you know, and I don't like to say this, but like the thoughtfulness almost like works against you at that spot. Like the yeah. the deep thinker is not a good corner. Is not always a good corner. R- rarely, like not everybody can be Charles Woodson. Okay, like most people are <laughs> are not that. Most people are just the react and go. They're like Jerry Jacobs. Like that's why he's so good because he doesn't think. Mm. He just boom. It's just in there, and like, ugh. I don't know. I do think he, I think Gonzalez has some of that though, but does he have the personality to shake off a, you know, a bad deal? That's going to be only Aaron Glenn's going to be able to tell us that one. And you know, he'll never, he never will, but like, that's not until they get him in the building and all that sort of thing. But we know that they're going to love his physicals. We know that that's no question. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't frankly know that about Joey Porter, I would say. And I don't, I think we probably know that about Witherspoon. Of course he didn't test. Or run. That's the other part. I so, feel like yeah. that. I mean, that works against him. I, I know their pro day is what March eleventh, something like that. It's coming up here, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll learn more about him when you know that happens. But I don't. know. In the meantime, it's I'm watching Gonzalez, and I'm just like, this feels like a Holmes pick. Um, really good player, the man. athletic type, yeah, and I agree. maybe Holmes is like, AG, we love you, man, but like you might not even be. You're here gonna be a head anymore. coach somewhere next year, yeah, <laughs> like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm here. getting the, the guy that I think is versatile <laughs> enough to play in like any scheme. Uh, yeah. The guy that has all the physical and athletic aspects that we look for in a corner. And yeah. you're going to make it work as long as you're here. Like we pay you to make yeah. this work. 
Um, yeah. So here's a here's a talented tool for your secondary. Make it work. Yes. And now um, I also had people asking me about like his testing and his body type and everything was like very similar to Okuda's, and it got me and got people like worried about that. His like uh, RAS relative, uh, their scores were close. Mm-hmm. I think right. They were close and they're not close. At the same time is what I would say. Gonzalez is faster. Number one. Yeah. Um, number two, by a bit. I think his first forty was actually not good, and the second forty was much better. Which actually, four, I think three eight. I think was the four second, three eight, and I actually think he, yeah four three something. Okuda was like high a four, four, four seven or something. Okuda was high yeah. four fours. Gonzalez was high four threes, and I actually think Gonzalez is faster than that. I think he'll have a faster time at his pro day. So number one, he's faster. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> like right off the shoot. <laughs> number two, uh, he has better. By a bit, actually, the second level, the flying 20, uh, his second level closing speed explosion, the stuff that Jameson Williams has, the really special stuff. Uh, Gonzalez has that. And uh, Okuda was a better jumper and a more explosive player uh, coming out of college, if I can recall correctly off the top of my head here. But the jump numbers are pretty similar. The body types are similar. And you like that about Okuda. That's why so many people liked him. It was He's long. He's got the big, you know, the big frame. He's good agility, um, you know, but it just he's not that long speed is not there, and he's a four five guy on a on a normal day. You know what I mean? He's a safety mm-hmm. in a corner's body, so I don't think that's the case here. I think Gonzalez is I don't see that all comp. the way. Yeah, uh, if you're not watching tape, you don't see the comp. You, you you would see you would see the comp. If you are watching tape, you would be like that's impossible. <laughs> right, yeah. but if you're not watching tape, yeah, if you're just looking at the numbers, they look pretty similar. And that's so I got a lot of people that were like, talk me off the ledge here because I'm seeing real similar numbers here with Okuda, and I hate Okuda. Okay. And it's like, okay, but well, yeah. how much of that is just like the fact that they were scarred that Okuda hasn't worked? Exactly. That's well, that's all like, it is. That's what it is with I feel all like of that's this. That's all it is. Yeah. Why? Are that's we, what it is. Guys, with all we of have it. to stop being like scarred Scar- of like. Scarred, scarred past like mistakes. they're scarred by Malik Willis, which is why they don't want Anthony Richardson. They're scarred by Akuda, and by the way, Malik Willis can still be a good player, guys. Yeah, uh, they're scarred by Akuda, which is why they also don't want no one said they were drafting Malik Willis. Not here anyway. Nope. <laughs> I feel like that was maybe like a brief conversation a, in February yeah, before the combine, and people took that and ran with yeah. it. But anyway, fair enough. Like just because one player might not have worked out the way you thought it, it did, like three years ago. Does not mean that Christian Gonzalez is going to be a bust. Like he's like right. Akuda 2.0. We don't have to do this. We really don't. So why can't know, he man. be like the one good one that they've taken ever? Why can't he be that? They have been okay. Soft Gardner, uh, Sertain, uh, Jace. Well, Jason yeah, Warren, other people like, have taken there, amazing ones. There have the been Lions just some never really have good corners in the yeah, top ten, right. like that have been drafted in recent years. And like, why yeah, why can't Gonzalez be one of those guys? Be. Why does he have to exactly. be Akuda? Remember the guy that drafted them and, and that, that crew there? They're not around anymore, guys. It's a completely different regime. So if Brad Holmes... Plus, Anokuda has had DBs, two horrible injuries. Two horrible injuries. That have That's the other thing I would say. Like, I he's still not think... terrible. He's not a bust. Like, I think like, if he hadn't had the injuries, he still would have... He would not have lived up to people's expectations. I think that's a fair... Right? I still but think he could be come on. Player. Yeah, he might Same be fine. Or, yeah. Yeah. But in any so, event, uh, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if, if Brad Holmes is making this pick and you guys all seem to, uh, like, respect his football mind, 
Mm-hmm. And if he's making this pick and he has a pretty good track record with DBs, like I'm sure you guys would be okay with it. Like our listeners back at home. Yeah. If Brad Holmes says Gonzalez is my guy, I, I have a feeling most of you guys will, will fall in line and be like, yeah, he's our guy too. So I agree. Honestly, I know, all of them. I like Gonzalez, Porter. Uh, I like, good. yeah, I like Witherspoon. I like Deontay Banks. Um, it's a matter of where you can get them, right? And if yeah. you're stuck at six, and they might be stuck at six, uh, we just went through the mock there. and As our mock will explain. Uh, yeah, I mean, they might be stuck. <laughs> they might not be able to trade off of it. But I would say this. I the, I think Christian Gonzalez is a good enough player to take at six. I think that that's fine. I think, it, I think Witherspoon is also. Um, I think I'm, I'm probably... Sure yeah, I think I'm probably closer to there with him too. Uh, I think both of those guys are worthy of that spot. I think both those guys would be good football players to come in right away, fit in, start. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to be perfect, but whatever. This is not dropping them into Matt Patricia's defense. This is dropping them in with Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell and their culture and their everything and letting them learn and do all the stuff that they need to do to get better. I think that's going to be fine. I think they're going to be able to find the right, whatever, any of those guys would work. Just a matter of like, where do you get them? How do you play the board? You don't have to maybe even do that at six. Maybe maybe the board pushes these guys down, right? And maybe some of them slide. I don't think that'll happen. Not impossible though. And they could do something else at six if they wanted still and get the back end of what we just talked about. Like some of these guys have to go on the back side. Like Deontay Banks is a first round corner. No doubt. No doubt yeah. in my mind. Four three five um, speed, yeah, no question. And I could probably get there on Forbes by the end of the day if you let me. If you gave me enough time, you know. Cam Smith is a back. I go back and forth, but there's a lot of really good corners in this class. And if you wanted to double up too at the backside, and as we talked about maybe a couple weeks ago, right? It's not like this. You're not pinning your the hopes of the franchise on this guy, whoever it is. So yeah. All right. What other uh, guys stood out to you? Um, Across the board there uh, that you heard from or, or saw a test uh, for the yeah, Lions, was, maybe specifically. So and this and this is kind of uh, kind of timely because Dane just picked him at 18 for the Lions, but uh, Kalaja Kansi, oh yeah, uh, pit mm-hmm. defensive tackle had a pretty good day. Um, he did. I think he ran a was a four six seven forty. Um, yeah, he did not stop those Aaron Donald comparisons, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> Jesus, and I go back. I'm like. It's so unfair to compare this guy just because they went to the same school. It's terrible. Kind of yeah, same. it's just terrible. Like, to, to like one of the best defensive players of all time. Like you wish, you almost wish that he went to like some other school, right? Just so it didn't <laughs> yes. have to be because they are built yeah. very similar. I mean, they're not they're not dissimilar yeah. prospects in in a sense. Although, even if he went to another school, we might just say, "Oh, there's a small defensive tackle. He's Aaron Donald." Like we'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but yes, Cansey and, and so here's where I like Cansey. Uh, as an interior pass rusher, he's like everything you're looking for. And we've mm-hmm. talked about how, you know, the Lions could use more of that because we don't know what's going on with Levi uh, Onzerike. Um, I think Holmes said that he's been around the building, but oh, God. <laughs> like, said he's coming that's along. Good, like, if that's the first thing that you're saying. It's not a good answer. That's telling me that you are, he's way down the road. He's been around the building, huh? Okay. Well, so building. have I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then Glenn said something like, you know, if he's here, then, you know, we'll be happy to have him. But the first thing you worry about is his health. And I was just like, bro, right. what? are we at that point? Really? Like, this is Oh, bad. yeah, we're there. We've been there. This is bad. 
we've been there, but we also like didn't know. Like I was, I assumed you know we knew who's gonna be out for the season, but mm-hmm. I was at least wondering if we would get. Oh, you know he's coming along. You know he's right working yeah. out with us. Like he'll be back back for OTA, something like that. We didn't get any of that. None of it. No. So that tells me they should be looking at defensive tackle, and I would be yeah. kind of operating as if he's not part of the mix. If he is, and he's around for 2023, like that's obviously great news. That's a boost for them. Improves your depth. Um, but you can't just go in saying like, yeah, he's going to be a piece. I don't think you can do that based on where we are at this point in the offseason. No. So they should be looking at defensive tackle. Um, so Kansi was a guy I was looking at, and I do love his interior pass rush. Um, you know, I guess the size concerns might lead to some questions about like how effective will he be against the run? Because we know that that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how. Do, what's what's your take on like his ability to defend the run, or like if the Lions have enough there? Yeah, they so be looking to add something in free agency, even as like a- actual like run depth. I think the I, answer I yes to both of those. I think they do have enough there, and he'd be a good fit. And his whole the whatever holes and concerns you would have, uh, I think they have enough to to cover him up, uh, both schematic and personnel. I would also try to add some more veteran presence in there too. But bottom line is is that they drafted Anzarike and Aleem McNeil for two for, to fill two specific roles. Um, McNeil is a nose who can kick out and play three tech and also is versatile enough to play. And in some situations, he's like a giant spider almost in some ways that he can move around a little bit, right? Um, and then, so he's kind of your rover. And then Levi was drafted to be the shit kicker, period. He was drafted to be the guy that comes in and just seals gaps, causes havoc, and just makes a fucking mess for everybody. And he said it in his like uh free in his intro or whatever. He told everybody that's what they brought him here to do. And that's exactly what Aaron Glenn wants from a three tech. Get off the ball, knock somebody's off their track and mess this thing up so our fast guys can come in here and clean it. That's what Cansey does. You know, I think that, you know, when when you're talking about he's getting off the ball with leverage, you know, other guy uh Double uh, A from uh, Northwestern. I can never pronounce it. I'm. I gotta <laughs> start learning this, man. Is yeah, another yeah. great example yeah. of an undersized guy. Carl Brooks from Bowling Green, undersized guy that gets underneath you and just like can't do anything with him. He just messes up the guard, gets him off his track, gets the center off his track. The whole thing goes to hell, and then everybody else who plays their gap really well and plays really good football is just destroying the play. I, that's what I like about Kansi. I like, talked to Dane about this actually that night, but like, before the draft or his mock draft. And he was talking about maybe like um, he didn't know what to do there because it was like a couple different options maybe on the table. And then he brought up Cansey and I was like, actually, I think that might be really, you know, because I think he did enough to probably push himself into that conversation of he's probably top 20, top 15. Eh, I don't know about top 15, but top 20. And that's 18. So it's right there. Right. Um, I mean, to me, it was either you do that or you start looking at the tackles. That was my other thing there. And there's some good tackles. There's some good tackle guards that are in that, you know, Darnell Wright, I think was next on Dane's list. I don't know if I would agree totally with him on that. I think the, the Harrison kid, um, from Oklahoma, unless I'm missing his name now is the one I'm the one I like a lot there, but like, there's a lot you could do. And to me, that's kind of where it's like, you're taking the best available for you. The best that you think is available, you know, the bet your favorite, 
on the board, your favorite guy, basically, right? Like, and I think that that's where it might not necessarily line up with everybody's big board, right? They, whatever they take at 18. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of different things you could do there. But I would stick it in the lines. I, I, I'm i getting to like that a little bit more and more. Or the double up on the uh, DBs. One of the two. Lines yeah. or double up? One of the are two. You out, are you out on Bijan? No, that's I guess the third one, but like nobody wants to talk team, about yeah. that. I'm not done talking about that. <laughs> we'll write about. I'm I'm currently in the midst yeah. of. I am not out on that. Those I guess those are probably the three. Then at the end of the day, it's somewhere in the lines. I like the double up if if the board plays right, and if Bijan's there, I, I would have a hard time. I would have a hard look. <laughs> we'll say that I would have a hard time say, not taking him. Yeah. But that's me. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I'm with you. Um. I think with the offensive line, I would still rather try to get a guy in like the second that's yeah. like can can do both, like we mentioned, can play guard or tackle. And if right. not that, maybe there's a guard that you can get in the third round, like strictly a guard, because I feel like that's yeah. an okay spot for that. Um, I'm still not like I'm like, are you going to have like five first round tackles and pay all of them? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. That, that's, that's the only point. thing that holds me back from that because you're you're going to have to pay them or like get rid of. Them. Uh, you so know, I bring it up all. I always bring up on the other side of that that everybody's got to, you know, anybody that you're drafting there is going to have to be maxed out. But that's a great point because tackle maxed out is a lot different than, you know, running back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's right. The idea is you're not going to want people say that a lot. You know, well, you got to pay this guy. Well, you got to pay everybody if it, if it's a good pick. Right. In theory, you want to pay them all. But I do understand that part of it too. And also, I would add with the board that both right and and that that's a little reachy there for whoever the tackle option would be at eighteen. Yeah, I don't know if I would because he Dame brought up Osiris Torrance, and I was like, no, no because I don't think he can play no. tackle. I I wouldn't just no. I mean, that's you too high for value out of it. Yeah, too teams. high for what they need and and what they have elsewhere. Uh, Chris keeps bringing up Michael Mayer. Um, and I <sighs> like Michael Mayer a lot, uh, and I think he would fit really well. I would almost rather have Darnell, but I don't. I first of all, I would too. If you, if you do go tight end there, I would too. And second of all, I feel like they just traded Michael Mayer, <laughs> TJ Hawkins. It's the same you guy. Get something different. <laughs> Actually, Mayer's better. I think Mayer's a faster, better athlete. Maybe he likes the block, but by and <laughs> large, they're very similar prospects. Like TJ. Was a great like contested catch guy, um, great finisher in the air. Mayor, same thing. Um, but I, I just I does Darnell not feel like the perfect like Dan Campbell tight end? Yes, like absolutely. Darnell watch like seeing that dude with one handed catches can push the sled back ten yards without breaking I, breaking a sled. It's a great tight end class. Like, that Daniel, was, Daniel Jeremiah really yeah. said it several times on the broadcast, um, and he's not wrong. The Best he said, I think he'd said the best he's seen in 10 years. And I think that that's probably fair. And it's happening because we finally are starting to have like a fully defined like example and proof of like what you can do with a tight, a good athlete at tight end in, in the NFL in today's world. There's more tape on it, there's more, you know, like uh, Tucker Kraft, the kid at uh, South Dakota State. Um, his best compass athletically is Kelsey. And, you know, 
nobody knew who the hell Kelsey was when he when he came out, however many years ago it was. But here we are digging yeah. through the barrels for you know t- you know, and that's I think that it speaks to how the game has changed and everything else. It's really cool because they're the best athletes. I mean, every year, like they, I don't know why they made them go last on Saturday. I, maybe they, that's why because Saturday night they had them on the time slot, the prime time. Is that a good time slot? Maybe not. But I was like, is this whatever the best time slot is? That's where you should put the tight ends. Because like yep. Darnell Washington and these dudes are freaks when they start moving. Awesome. Mayor too, they're insane. Yeah. All of them are insane human beings. Best best like, athletes in football, right there. I think they're like three tight ends in the top twenty all time uh, relative athletic score from this class. Yeah, alone, in this class, which is like yeah, I believe insane. It. Yeah, um, Nate wrote about them on last week, and it's yeah, it's a crazy list. The whole group. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong though. It does feel like. The six five like high school quarterback that's like really athletic uh, but can't throw. You don't have to like beg those dudes to move over to tight end anymore. Like, they no understand. way. They see they they see the vision now. Man, they do so, it as like sophomores in high school. You know, yeah. and okay. and uh, and they start. I I say it on like every show I'm on now. Like we we're seeing it in uh, some of the five star kids that are like that would have been an edge three years ago. Are like I want to play tight end. I want to go somewhere that knows Georgia. Look what they're doing with Darnell and Brock Bowers. Like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. They got another kid, uh, a freshman. I can't think of his name. He was a freshman last year. He's amazing. Like, that no one talks about. But it's the same situation. And, you know, Darnell would have been a defensive player maybe a couple years ago or a tackle. And Bowers probably would have stayed. But, like, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see that sort of blossoming. And the Lions have a coach that I think uh, – Represents the position pretty well there. Anybody else um, off the top of your head here? Uh, we mentioned the uh, Northwestern kid a little bit. Uh, he had oh yeah, fun. what amazing! A, what a He's freak. a freaky guy, he man. Six two two eighty two, ran a four four nine forty. Super that's... long arms too. He's really long, yeah, and just a weird shaped guy. He's an edge an slash defensive tackle. Him. I would keep an eye on him. He's a good yeah. fit for them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like. I looked at some of the running backs. Uh, I looked at Bijan. Did Bijan run a faster time than people thought? Like four four seven, or was that about where people? That thought? was, I think, about where I thought it would be. I think some people thought a lot of the Edger and James comparisons kept coming up. All right, and I think he ran that's like a, a four three eight. Edger and James ran a four three eight. I faster. think or four three seven, whatever it was. Um, but everything else is exactly the same, and that's what I thought. I thought he's mm-hmm. not quite as fast, but Bijan is is uh, longer, and I believe he is probably a better receiver as well. Yeah. He's probably a better route runner and pass catcher. Like That's the thing is you don't understand this. People don't get that. Bijan Robinson can go up in the air, adjust to bad throws. You know, like if the, if the ball's thrown over here, he can turn his shoulder and make a play, like that sort of stuff. Like – Really yeah. good. Like they can, they ran him. Frankly, they didn't do enough with him, and that's why I think people are like, "What in the hell are you doing, Sarkeesian?" <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know a lot about. I'm not on the Orange Bloods message boards, but I was just watching Bijan a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "What? Why are they not?" I was watching Texas, I should say. I'm like, "Why are they not giving him the ball?" Like, what the hell are they doing? Like, Jesus. But anyway, yeah. I think the idea of really Bijan good makes player. more sense if you consider him like an athlete or an offensive weapon. Yeah, it's just a weapon. He's just a full yeah. packet, three down weapon. You'd never take him off the field. Like that's yeah. and he's a type of guy that, you know, the Elvin Kamara um is is my favorite like modern 
comparison because he's, I guess we'll see what happens with him, right, in his personal situation. But, like, as a player, mm-hmm. um, he's very rare in that, like, he's tough enough to get inside yards. He's fast enough to get outside zone stuff. He's got amazing hand strength, and he catches everything. Like, you can run him mm-hmm. on just slot him out and run him on, like, a five-yard out as, like, a safety throw, you know, just... We're just going to have that underneath in case, and he catches it every single time. And it's like, man, that is so valuable when you're a ball possession offense, and that's what the Lions are. Um, I yeah, I'm still not going to discount that. I know that people probably yeah. don't like to hear that either, but Dan had care. him like 14th in his latest. Yeah, he there he was gone because he asked yeah, me, he was like, who'd you take? He was like, who'd you take for the Lions at 18? And I was like, Bijan. <laughs> he was like, oh, he's gone. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll have other people pissed off for other reasons, but that's what I—that was my first advice, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. to Dane when he asked. There you go. But in any event, uh, we got Brian anything Branch? else? For, uh, oh, we didn't talk about Branch. We did not talk about Brian Branch. We can't talk did about Brian Branch. Did his combine help or hurt his stock? Because like we knew he wasn't going to like run a fourth. I don't think he did play. anything. I think it was fine. I think it was. Uh, yeah. If anything, if you really looked at it, there's some of the drills that he that he ran that were perf- near perfect. I tweeted out a gauntlet of his that he ran right down the line. I mean, ball tracking, you know, he was exactly what you want. Um, It's the same conversation that we had last year about Kyle Hamilton with the Ravens um, that, like, he ran a 4.6.7. And, of course, Kyle's bigger. And Branch ran 4.5-something. No, nothing surprises me on that. Because, again, he's not ever going to – he's a safety, so he's covering tight ends – He's covering range in the field, and he's playing with his eyes. Like, that's the thing is he is the smartest defensive back in the class. Um, I really think that behind Anderson and Carter, he may be the third best defender in the class, like, it's as a football player. He's got it. Yeah, you can make a case for sure. And I really want to say, like, you have to do your homework on Brian Branch, but you kind of don't because, like, he plays for Alabama and, like, it's not that hard to see. You know what I mean? Like, if you just watch, if you just watch him play, like, he's freaking Nick Saban's, like, the captain of Nick Saban's defense, right? Like, and he had been for a minute. Like, those guys are always good. Sertain was that guy. Those guys are always freaking awesome. They're like, set your watch to them, consistent football players. If you earn Nick Saban's freaking trust as a 22-year-old or whatever, like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I love Brian Branch, but I don't think the combine – I think the combine probably helped him because he he went to the interviews and killed it. I'm sure everybody was like, this guy's That's incredible. Yeah. In fact, I think Dane actually wrote that, didn't he? I think he reported several, t- several league sources have said Brian Branch is killing it in interviews. Like, that's because <laughs> – People were like, oh, he ran a slow 40, but it just, no. He's one where it really wasn't going to matter. Um, and fr- frankly, the fact that he ran it, also, I like that. I like they ran it. They didn't hide. Like, yeah. he, he knew he knew what he was going to run, didn't care. Like, whatever, I'm going to run it. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's the other thing I, I wish. Because, for, I, I, you know, my big takeaway, I was, I was watching it all week and watching the guys that went all in and did everything and watching the guys that didn't. And, you know, Bryce Young, right, who tried to play it uh, strategically. And I've thought this whole time about the NBA combine and um, how that's gone and kind of how the NBA's gone too, frankly, as a league. Um, You cannot do that to football, buddy. You can't hide from football. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. the lesson. Chris and I were talking about it on Saturday night when C.J. Stroud was ripping it. I was like, this is it. 
we are watching why the combine matters right now. Like, this is why it matters. Right. Because, like, right. The, he's ripping it on TV with everybody watching, and we're watching him take control of the number one spot in the in, in the class. And it's it's a difference in whatever money, all that shit. Bryce Young lost whatever it by not showing up. And in front I, of a I team was, in that stadium yeah, I, that needs I a quarterback. You, it warmed my cold, dead heart to remind myself a little bit that you cannot lie to football the way you can with basketball <laughs> and no no disrespect to basketball, hockey, any other sport, but you can't game it, man. You can't, you can't yeah. hide. Like we knew Bryce Young was five foot nine and a half, whatever the hell he is. Like who cares? I don't care. I, w- I wanted to see you run and throw under pressure. That's football. I don't care what your measurements are or whatever else. What's Don't the difference care. between throwing here and throwing at Alabama? Like it's a huge difference because What's... you're doing it in your own bed at home in your own comfort, and like you design the workout. You're gonna have your personal coach there with you. You're gonna have your personal receivers. All but this. I almost I get that. I almost wondered if he like Bryce's uh best traits or his improv, his like ability to create all that yeah. stuff that you're probably not gonna see. Without a pass rush. Fine. I don't need to see that at, at the Combine. But I wonder if that's yeah. like a reason why he did it. And nothing changes in his well, mind. Like Nothing changes for you doing all of that Like two weeks later. It's still going to be throws against zero competition. You're just dropping back against yeah, air and letting point. it rip. So like, what's the difference yeah. between throwing now versus in a couple of weeks at Alabama? Like, I don't. I get what you're saying, but like the level of comfort and receivers. I and just anything, don't think. But still. If you are... If if Bryce Young were of the were not in a battle for the one spot, I would have had no problem with what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like if if yeah. Caleb Williams were in this class, not May, but if just if it was exactly the same and Caleb Williams were in this class, he wouldn't have done anything. And everybody would have been like, eh, whatever. He's way better than everybody. Like, who cares? Bryce is acting like he was way better than all these guys, and he's not. He was trying to give blows. that he was trying to give that aura, and, he, and it's like by hiding on the height and trying to bulk up, which is what he did. He gained all that weight, His water weight. <laughs> yeah, and right, he was what do you weigh? Two hundred five. Yeah, great. When Congratulations. He like one ninety. He's going to be like one hundred and seventy five pounds at his pro day, and he's not going to weigh in, and he's going to look like Bryce Young. It's going to look great. It's going to look amazing, and he's going to be a really good player. But I just like it's dumb. I don't, and, and so the yeah. fact it's, I think CJ Stroud's going to get rewarded. Uh, for showing up and doing everything and and showing some toughness, you know, in a tough moment yeah. because that shit is hard. The combine sucks. Hey, I got to broke my arm. <laughs> like it's yes, the combine yes. is a long <laughs> week, Colton. It sucks. That's for part everyone. of the reason. <laughs> and hey, look, we did lose that at, at during COVID, and uh, people brought that up and said that a few times, and I, I rolled my eyes a couple times, and people were like, "It's not wrong," and I'm. Mm. I agree. By the end of the week, I, I was a convert, like Andy on Richardson. Like, yeah. you, you need that in-person pressure to see how guys are going to react. To see, Like, Jalen Carter, there was a warrant out for his arrest on the podium. <laughs> that sort of stuff, That's that sort of stuff is like I forgot that part happened. of the combine. <laughs> it's part of the combine. It's it's a bad part of the combine, right? It's We don't ever want to yeah. see that. But how guys react when they're asked questions that are stupid by media. Yeah. How guys handle themselves in the moment. That kid that got hurt and benched the next day. Let's yeah. go. Like, 
How are you yeah. going to handle yourself? Aiden Hutchinson showed up last year at the Combine and stamped himself as a number two pick in the draft because he ran every single drill, every single mm-hmm. one of them, and stayed out there till like 11 o'clock at night when the rest of the guys, Kayvon shut it down, got on national TV and said he and his agent had a workout plan and this was not part of it. And like Aiden just did them all. This is still football. And I think that, that that's what I was reminded of. Like, again, like, we are not playing hoops, man. We're not playing anything else. You're not going to hide from it. You can't. If you're not that good, you you don't get to you don't get to make the rules. Football still makes the rules, and I think that uh, we definitely saw that again this year, which is always good to see a little bit. Good to see some guys, talented guys, get humbled a bit. Like Bryce Young, probably needed that because he's <laughs> going to be a really good yeah. player. He's going to be a really good. I like Bryce Young a ton. I love him. I like him more than CJ, frankly, right now. But if that was his headspace coming into this, then it needs to be adjusted because uh, I did I not like, like that. that. I wasn't happy with no. that at all. I don't think that's indicative of – I don't think that's representative of him as a player. The guy that we saw play is the I'll solve anything, I'll figure anything out. The guy that Saban didn't He's have to yell at. some bad info from, yeah, from his that's, camp. Or yes, I, that's a good point. I, I feel like if I were him, I would maybe take a deep look at who I'm talking to because uh, – yeah. Everybody I talked to last week before I <laughs> injured myself was like, what's what's Bryce doing? I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing? You know, like you're just leaving the door wide open. And we all knew this is a CJ Stroud event, right? Like we knew he mm-hmm. would perform well. And as long as he didn't get in his, in his head, he did. So yeah, congrats to him, of course. We'll see, I guess, how it shakes out. Anything else there today, Colton, before we write off? I'm all good. I think we covered a lot. All covered right. a lot of ground today. Covered a lot of ground today. Well, we missed last week due to injury. We did. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll be back on the regular schedule here. Mock draft coming out here, I believe, Friday, Friday. Uh, this week. So you'll see that. Probably along the same time you'll see this show come out. So in any event, uh, if you got any questions or anything else about the draft or any other Combine-related things, just holler at one of us. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, maybe some free agency, too. What do you think? Yeah, I guess so. Coming I'll, up here, we'll be rolling with that. Yeah, we will have no choice. We'll be we'll be in it to our necks either way. In any event, be good to each other. For Colton, I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.